Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 280 of Keeping Up With The Joneses. I'm joined by my radiant but slightly tired wife, AJ Jones. Hola. Say hello to the people, baby. I said hola. That oh. is hello. It's hello in Spanish. Hola. Okay, we're reaching our international audience, which Bonjour. I love. Bonjour. I was thinking about our weekly catch-up, uh-huh. and the best I could come up with, aside from work, I'm not sure we did anything unusual or extraordinary, or dare I say, even interesting. I mean, I had lots of meetings with lots of interesting people, yes. to be sure, Yeah, but I don't want to talk about them. Right. You know, I want to honor their privacy. Right. But did we do anything noteworthy or interesting? I mean, we just had, yeah, a bunch of meetings and then dinner with friends. Yeah, that's right. Today, I did finish our... More than enough course. I have been meeting, I've been doing group coaching with a cohort of students who signed up for the More Than Enough course, which I've had tremendous joy, as you might imagine, as a I teacher. I love that you call them a cohort. Yeah. That sounds very like you're planning something. Yeah, we're planning on revolutionizing our lives by partnering <laughs> with the economy of heaven. But it, like if, if I hear the word cohort, good heavens, I'm just realizing the guinea cage is partway off the table and i'm wondering if the girls did that or if the guineas are trying to get commit harry carry or something back Sorry. to back to cohorts Sorry. cohorts it seems like this is my cohort in crime not so much i think the phrase is partner in crime <laughs> okay, just how I tired did. are you <laughs> so tired. do you think cohort is spanish for partner <laughs> is that what the yeah. issue is i don't know <laughs> Never mind. Keep going. Anyway, Go I, I had tremendous joy every Saturday morning for the last couple of weeks. I've met with them, and I just love listening to them. I, I've got so much gladness being with them and hearing their stories and their questions and their testimonies and their curiosities, and I love it. If you missed out on the More Than Enough course, it's worth mentioning you can do the More Than Enough course anytime you want. It's available 24 hours a day. If you go to alanandaj.com, you can just click on, you know, our courses thing and you can enroll in it. I won't be coaching people through it, but you can do it yourself and it's it's made so That's that... That's how it's designed, yeah, yeah. It's made for you to just work through it. But Weekly Catch-Up, we don't really have anything to talk about. No. Which is just as well, because we're going to go into our main topic. It's true. And it's true that landscaping wasn't just a, a sweeping fad. No. It wasn't just a weekend anomaly. No. We've actually committed to it. Because, shockingly, you can't actually just do the front yard this afternoon and do the backyard tomorrow afternoon. And be done. And be done. And even if you could do that, you still wouldn't be done because life keeps going. Here's a bonus lesson. I was thinking about this and I didn't write it down. How many of you have ever heard somebody say, oh, inner healing? Yeah, I did inner healing. And I'm like, inner healing is like landscaping. You can do landscaping, but you have to keep doing more because everything that you did continues to grow. Mm-hmm. And so inner healing is like the same. Mm-hmm. Okay, you are so tired. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, she just closed her eyes. I'm so sorry. <laughs> did they stay closed? Uh, you kind of passed out momentarily. <laughs> okay. Well, so last week, we did do some landscaping. Mm -hmm. This week, we did even more. We did. I mean, not just today that we're going to talk about, but during the week, I had a couple of late evening landscaping. I went out for a couple of hours at night. Not night. I planted things. And and weeded. Uh, uh, Let's talk about you. What did you do, darling? (laughs) I planted things. (laughs) (laughs) You did, and you seem to know how to do it automagically. 
Well, I have planted things before. I know you're like, how'd you know how to do that? I was like, I don't know. Somebody showed me once. Yeah, but you fully knew how to do it. You were like yeah. laying down soil and then you had a trowel and you were making a little well and then you're filling it with water and then you soaked the the thing that was in the pot to loosen up the weeds and then yeah. you you know, tap, tap, tap roots, and you pulled it out weeds, and yeah. look at you. Did I say weeds? I meant roots. Yeah, I'm not planting weeds. <laughs> we planted, or you planted. Hosta plants. Yeah, we basically stole the idea from our neighbors who've got, as aforementioned, a beautiful front yard. It, they do. The problem with hostas is they look like they're vegetables just waiting to be put. They picked. do not look like vegetables. It looks like there's something juicy and delicious underneath, like giant beetroots. N- no, it doesn't look like that. I think you're confused. Beetroots aren't juicy and delicious. I love beets. <laughs> AJ hates beets. Hate but you planted beets. hostas yeah. and something called dragon's breath? Yes. I love them. And then we have some hanging baskets. I'm going to try and do that clever thing Mm -hmm. where I'll put in album art at this point. So if you're playing your podcast in an app that supports album art, you should see pictures of our hanging baskets right now and maybe some pictures of our hostas. And you can tell me that they do like the tops of vegetables. They don't look like the tops of vegetables. Maybe the people will speak. Okay. I found a kit that's called a Shady Garden Hosta Kit or something like that. That's for our zone. Because did you know you have to plan according to the zone in America that you're in? Of course I did. Uh-huh. Sure no, you didn't. did. What's that about? Like, is that like, it's illegal to weather. not to? No, no, no. Like weather. Like whether they'll survive. Oh, I thought it was like big government trying to control us. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Anyway, they're all the like really cool bright colored hostas that look like they're probably from Zelda. And it's a shade kit. So it gives you like a gajillion different plants that are all designed to be in the shade. But a lot of our gardens in the sun. So why do we want them to be shade? No, in the back, the under the all the big oh, trees is all shade, and you could have like really bright pops of color under there. It would look so cool. We have an enormous backyard. It's ridiculously large. I was kind of shocked because we set up our irrigation system, and of course, there's lots of. Of course, we have a internet controllable irrigation system. That is way right. smarter than I am. Naturally. The only thing I wired up for is if there's a house fire, it turns on all our water sprinklers so our house fire doesn't spread to our neighbors. Hmm. I know, that's super nerdy. Also, our lights turn red because that's the easiest thing, color spectrum when there's smoke. But I digress. But anyway, when I was setting up, I wanted to know the square foot of the lawn for the zone I'm in. Mm-hmm. And our backyard is like a thousand square foot of la- uh, of lawn. I'm sure it's more than that, darling. Well, the way I solved that problem was I went on Google Maps, looked at our home, mm-hmm. and then used a Google Map tool where you draw around our mm-hmm. lawn. And I don't know Google's ever lied, so. Uh, I'm not suggesting Google lied. I'm suggesting you're not remembering the right <laughs> number. <laughs> okay, well, that's possible. Okay. <laughs> Very possible. Um, This week, you've got the lessons. I have some. You have some, too. You told me you had some, and I only had to come up with, I think you told me two or three. Well, I didn't want to stress you. But I came up with five. Look at you, you overachiever. But I lost my glasses somewhere between the last time I read them to you and now. Oh, did I tell you <laughs> that I texted the Terminex guy and asked him to, I don't know, take care of my slippers <laughs> instead of spiders? <laughs> You're just making friends with all sorts yeah. of people. Yeah, he was like, what now? Um, anyway. Uh, all right, so we've been landscaping. And as we're landscaping, we're learning things that are applicable to life. Give me a lesson that came to you as you're landscaping today. Lesson number one. You ready? I'm so ready. Tell me. Sometimes 
it looks like it's getting worse before it starts to get better. That is both true in landscaping and in life. It's true. What I, well, was all it about of these are li- true in landscaping and in life. What was it about the landscaping escapade today that made you think that? Well, you know, I was cutting off all the little dead tree limbs. And we have like a whole bunch of trees back there. And so I was just trying to like you know, make a good cut on, on tree limbs that fell over in the storms and then trying to trim up the dead things and whatever. And before you know it, you have a lawn full of dead things and it looks like, oh my gosh, it's going to take forever. It's to like get a tree cemetery. It, yeah. And it doesn't really look that much better just yet, you know? So it's just sort of like, oh, this is so much work for it to still look awful. But, I mean, it got cleaned up. And uh, where where is that showing up for you in life? I think probably lots of places. I think when you first start going into, like, inner healing type stuff and you start, when you stop partnering with being a victim and start partnering with the Holy Spirit bringing healing, it can feel pretty overwhelming. Like, this is way worse than I thought. Right, because you're looking at stuff you've previously ignored. Right. Or tried to push down and all that kind of stuff. So... I think that would be my my main example for that. It's funny you say that because today, my, what I got done, amongst other things, but the kind of the main thing I got done is we have a large hedge. Is it a hedge? A hedge of protection. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a very good hedge of protection because <laughs> it doesn't go all the way. There's big holes in it. You can get through it. But what is it? What are and we saying? We don't it's, need protection from our neighbors, but it's still the hedge of protection. What kind of hedge is it? It's not really a hedge. It's, it's a, a it skip is a hedge. laurel. It's a hedge. Okay. So it's a giant hedge. skip laurel that is about six foot tall on one side. And because of the kind of the gradient on the other side in our neighbor's well, side. Well, we have a retaining wall mm-hmm. on the other side. So it's about. probably nine feet tall from their side. So it's, you know, really hard to see what you're doing. And it's probably, it was probably, I probably trimmed it down to six foot. It was probably a little bit more mm-hmm. unwieldy on our side. So mm-hmm. I've got this hedge trimmer. And I'm holding it way above my head, which I can't see what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And you're spotting for me, like, to the left, nope, to the right. Okay, now it has a mohawk. Okay, bring it down yeah, a bit. Okay, like, move it forward. You, you just gave the hedge a mohawk. We, we need something to happen here. And how wide would you say it is? I mean, like, the blade doesn't go uh, across the full width. Three and a half, four feet, somewhere there. Something like that. Yeah. So I'm having to trim it from either side. And it's it's the same thing where it doesn't look good. Like, I'm really trimming in faith. And I'm thinking, it's better than it was, and it will be better in a couple of weeks. And I think sometimes I've experienced that in therapy, where or counseling, or inner healing, or whatever, where something comes up, and you're like, why are we looking at this? I would, you know, I, I don't want to be present with this thing. Mm. But, you, you know, sometimes process is painful, and it is a necessary step, and as you say, it gets better. It's true. All right, beautiful. Are you just going to run through your list? Sure. Go, run through your list. Shall I mention my revelation that I just had this moment? I just found all of our cereal bowls and side plates. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a confession you'd like to make? Okay. I'm like, what is what is happening over there? In my defense, uh-huh. when I was a little boy, uh-huh. I was forever known as eating bowls of cereal and then leaving them beside the sofa. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> and so now what I've translated that to is I'm in my office and... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. There's only eleven used pieces of crockery in here. Mm. Mm-hmm. And all the cutlery that goes with it. And yeah, and the cutlery that goes with it. 
but I come by it honestly. Wait a minute. How do you come by it honestly? Your parents would leave stuff around? No, no. They didn't discipline me properly enough as a child. (laughs) Okay. All right. Good. Guys, you heard it here first, folks. Um, All right. The next one was, what looked good in one season doesn't necessarily look good in the next season. Ooh. Yeah. Unpack that. Well, I was just thinking, like, some things are like... Uh, they're not perennials. Perennials are more than one season. Annuals, you know, like some things are just designed for, they're only going to bloom during this season. And then afterwards, they're going to go back to looking like a weed or potentially worse, like, like a dead Like thing. the ones I all pulled up and you were like, why did you pull up our daffodils and our lilies? You pulled up tulips, darling. Oh, they were tulips. You don't pull up tulips. Well, uh, to be honest, they look like weeds. Uh-huh. look like celery. And I hate celery. Okay, well, I wasn't growing celery in the front yard. (laughs) Anyway, um, so I was just sort of thinking that, yeah, something that looks good in one season doesn't necessarily look good in another. And that's usually because the season has changed. And I was thinking about sometimes we hang on to whether it's a revelation or something that seemed like a good idea in one season. And it's actually not the best idea for this, the current season. That's all. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Can you think of a personal thing in your life that you, an example of that, holding on to something that was fine in one season? I mean, I know Paul said when I was a child, I did childish things, but, you know, I'm a man, I put them away. But can you think of things that the Lord maybe had to wrestle out of your hands that you were holding on to that was fine in one season, but now, now it wasn't appropriate? Well, I think, I think, like for myself, I think the Lord's had to wrestle a bunch of different things out of my hands. So, but I guess the thing that comes to mind is sort of my own dreams, like the dreams that I had about what life was going to look like for a while. Those dreams were my motivation to just keep living. Yeah. And so they worked really well for that. But then there came a changing of seasons where the Lord was like, and I'm sure you'd be good at that. But actually what I have for you is this over here. Like, you know, I'm actually going to call you into ministry and you're not going to do what you think you thought you were going to do. But for for years, what I thought I was going to do was something that encouraged me when things got hard, mm-hmm. because I was like, you know what, one day I'm just, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be a lawyer and I'm going to, everything's going to go good, you know. Anyway, so that was my Yeah, thought. it makes sense. What Can about we, you? Um, no, I've pretty much been mature my whole life and never needed any correction uh, or instruction. I'm pretty sure I have photographic proof that that's not true. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I can think of, I, I think what you're saying is great, that like sometimes we use things for survival, mm. and then the Lord has to remind us, you're not in survival. Mm. You know, you, you've been using all this energy just to survive, but actually I'd like to introduce you to something that will help you thrive. And that's that's like really, really, really risky. I also think about, you know, the closer you walk with the Lord, the... The, the the more you draw close to the Lord, the brighter his light, the more you're aware of some of the stuff that before you thought you could get away with. Mm. And, you know, so maybe your reading or your viewing habits change in light of that. Mm. Like what was funny and humorous in that season is now like, ah, actually, that leaves a sour taste in my mouth. So, yeah, yeah I think it's important to keep our revelation of the Lord current. Otherwise, our testimony becomes our history. And we're living out of like an old season and we're supposed to be 
you know, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds, not like from old revelation. So, yeah. All right. Number three. Number three. Weeds flower too. So Chelsea has an app and you have an app that you can take pictures of things and it tells you, is this a weed or is it like supposed to be a pretty plant? You know, like, is it because weeds also flower? And you still don't want to keep weeds. Like some, so my thought was sometimes things, they look like good things or they may even look like pretty things or attractive things, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're not going to kill everything else around them. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So um, one of the things that we had in our backyard was the lamb's ear, but I didn't know if it was a weed or not. Like it seemed like every year there's more of them. And so I was like, huh. And so we scanned it and, you know, it, no, people use it for decoration. It's, it's not a weed, but I thought it, it might, it might be a weed if it's choking out life from something else. Do you know what I mean? So I just thought it's probably, it would be good if we had, well, we do, we have the Bible, but like, I was like thinking, oh, wouldn't it be fun if we had an app where we could scan something and know, is this this life life or death, you know, but really we do, we do have that. We have the Bible, but. Did you tell a story last week about John? I don't think so. Tell tell that story because it fits in right here. Yeah. I remember um, when we lived in John and Carol's basement and John and Carol had been traveling a lot that summer and they, uh, they would usually take a month off in the summer. And so they had just started their month off and John was out in the garden, you know, weeding stuff. And he pulled up what I thought was a small maple tree. Like, so I watched him like reef this thing out of the garden and I literally went out and I went, why are you pulling out your tree? And he's like, this isn't a tree. This is a weed. Well, to me, I didn't know what was supposed to be there and I hadn't planted the garden. It was John's garden. He knew what was supposed to be there. And so he knows, Hey, this is, you know, either not supposed to be here or in the wrong place. And so he just reefed it right out of the ground, but it was so big by the time that he did that, I literally thought it was a little tree that they had planted. Well, I think the key thing that stood out when you told that story to me was John said to you very authoritatively, I didn't plant this. Yeah. And I was like, oh, like that's a good, Yeah, that's often a good sign too. Yeah. And that's interesting too, because I think sometimes, you know, the Lord in his kindness removes things because he mm-hmm. didn't plant it. But we thought it was a tree. You know, we thought it actually, oh, this is a good thing. You know, and he's like, no, weed, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So that's number three. You're crushing it, baby. Thank you. Number four, uh, community makes everything that is hard easier. Oh, my gosh. Preach it, baby. So today we had some friends that came over and helped us uh, enormously. And I was so confused because they were like, we love landscaping. And I was like, wait, what? Like, that was a real shock to me. What do you mean you love landscaping? And they're like, yeah, we'd love to come over and help. And I was like, just to clarify, we're not doing any of the cool things. Yeah, we'll be planting pretty things. We're not doing a water feature. We're like literally weeding or limbing trees or edging or trimming. You know, like there's nothing cool about this. It's just manual labor in 81 degree weather. And you want to do this? Like, yeah. It was way hotter than 81 uh, but yes, and they so they came over, and honestly, when we first started, I was like, I could cry. There's all I see is work everywhere, and I'm hot, and I have other things I need to do, and 
it just looked totally overwhelming. But they came with their big smiles and their cheery dispositions and their gardening gloves and just got in it. Went to town. Went to town. And I was like, okay, okay, we can do this. You know, like I, I felt it. I felt it shift because friends were there to help. I think the other thing that was uh, that really struck me about them being here is while I worked on my, like if they weren't here, all I would have accomplished is the hedge being trimmed. Mm-hmm. I was a, you know, half a day's work. Yeah. But while I was doing that, they were multiplying all of the goodness. You know, they they weeded all of our beds. Yeah. They helped, uh, you know, edge. They, they cleaned up so much stuff. They took the tree limbs away. You know, they yeah. bagged all the stuff. Yeah. All of that stuff wouldn't have got done. Now, could I have done it? Sure. But it would have taken We'd still weeks. be out there. Oh, it would have just taken yeah. so long. And it is beautiful that... that that aspect of community brings transformation that's really maybe it's possible on your own but it takes way longer and it's much harder work yeah and it feels easier when other people are there helping you with it right because they like you say their sunny disposition their joy they make the process far easier yeah so think back to i'm thinking about i don't know why i'm thinking of this story i'm thinking the time that Stuart and lindley confronted you in about Toronto, what? about uh, you keep all of your friends from school and ministry like this. Yeah. Do you want to tell that story? Yeah, I mean they they weren't the only ones. It was it was them and then uh, Jenny and Sarah all like all in a very short period of time that were all like, hey, you keep us at arm's length, and we actually want to get to know you. We want to be in relationship with you, and I kind of thought we were friends already. You know what I mean? Like we were friends, but I get what they were saying. They were like, it was sort of relationship on my terms and I wasn't really letting them in, you know, and partially it was because I'd been hurt. They all worked for the school and I'd been hurt by somebody who worked for the school and I didn't realize like I'd made all these judgments. And so partially it was by design and partially it was because of all these judgments that were in place. And so, um, got to deal with all of that and really those became my closest community after right yeah now and and it's an interesting example because could you have got that thing solved on your own sure but like them pointing out them being with you not just in pointing out the problem but also in helping walk out the healing with you it's just a real beautiful thing about like community is a great idea bravo jesus yep you did good jesus community's good Is this your last one? I think it's my last one. Are you ready? Tell me your last one. This one, Brett and Shaley will be very proud of me for number five. Is it a sports analogy? No. What oh. kind of? Hydrate. You are not designed to go without water. <laughs> that was my today's lesson. I kept getting like a little bit dizzy and then I'm like, I'm not drinking water. I'm out here in the heat. I'm moving around. I'm not actually drinking water. And my thought was... I was just thinking about how many times in scripture the Holy Spirit is referred to as some type of water. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I was thinking, oh, yeah, like we're actually not designed to live dehydrated. Right. Yeah. We're, we need we need to hydrate. I'll give you a top tip, though. If ever you're going to try and hydrate yourself, I went inside to get some water mm-hmm. and I thought, oh, I should eat a banana for some minerals, you know, potassium. And yeah. so I, and magnesium, is that right? That's in yeah. bananas. And so I ate a banana, which was fine. But then I chugged an ice cold fizzy water 
And boy, did my tummy not appreciate that. So, so those two things together maybe didn't work for Maybe you. don't do that. Don't do that. No. Good, good tip. Yeah, hydration. It is interesting that you can fool yourself into thinking that you're okay, mm-hmm. but then have detrimental effects later. Yeah. Like sunstroke, heat stroke. Yeah, well, and also, I mean, I have the additional thing of I don't sweat, so I just uh, overheat and then pass out. You just glow. I Yeah, I glow. <laughs> but but so too with the Holy Spirit, how easy it is just to keep chugging. Yeah, keep going. And, and keep going, oh, no, I'm fine, I'm yeah, good, I'm great. I'm good. You know, I'm good. it's fine, and you know. I have an incredible capacity to just keep pushing through. <laughs> and then the Holy Spirit's like, hi there. Hi. <laughs> Why are you spiritually on your back passing out? You're not okay, you know that, right? You had a bunch of things I already had. Oh, yeah. I only have two other lessons. Oh, what else do you have? You, you, yeah. you didn't steal mine, but we, we had similar things. Yeah. Well, one of the things I thought, and I don't even know what number we're on, is uh, this came from earlier this week when I went out to weed. I didn't know when, I didn't know if this weekend we we're going to get to something. So Monday night I went out after dinner for about an hour, hour and a half, you know, from like 6 to 7.30. The sun is not quite going down. Like, it's still ridiculously hot, but it's not the noonday sun. Mm. And from our living room window, it looks out over our backyard, and there's a particular corner of our backyard that I could tell the the, the beds looked like they had a lot of weeds and probably needed some help. And so I went out, and it wasn't until I got there did I actually realize how bad things were. Like, I was vaguely aware of it, but when I went, I was like, holy mother of pearl, like, this is a nightmare. And actually, the more and more I weeded, the more and more I was aware of how many weeds there were. Mm-hmm. You know that whole thing? And then you look back to see the progress you've made, and it's not as stark as you thought it might be. In fact, mm-hmm. you've noticed bits that you've missed. And and then it took me over, and I didn't realize we had two trees in that corner. And then, oh, my gosh, I realized some of the trees are hanging over into our neighbors. Do we need to fix that? And wait, there's an area. Oh, is that a drainage ditch that's happened, or is that erosion? And now suddenly I'm aware of all these things. And I, be, I, as I was thinking about it, I was thinking, it's only when you pay attention can you actually see. And I was thinking about, like, life, ministry, inner healing, therapy, like how often I've gone through life not knowing something about me that probably everyone else I'm in a relationship with knows about me, but it's invisible to me because I haven't paid attention to that thing. Yeah, or maybe an expert would have known about you because like, somebody walking through our yard Absolutely. who isn't us would probably go, uh, you want to pay you attention to that, that quarter? Yeah, exactly. What? You know, no. But for us, we're like, what? Or it's yeah. so normal to us that we've lost how crazy it is. Like you come in here and go, babe, you've got 11... Thing, and I'm like, I do? And then I look down, I'm like, oh, yeah, I do. I, I'm just so accustomed to them being here because I've been here all week. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, but I was thinking, like, <laughs> even I can think of times in life when people have tried to point things out about the thing I can't see. And I can't see it because hmm. I'm not paying attention. That's why we pay professionals. Right. <laughs> but then, you know, pain hits. Yeah. Or you're willing to be humble and explore something new. Yeah. And once you pay attention, it's only then that you could see. So that was the one thing that stood out for me. The second thing that stood out for me, and you're probably going to chuckle at this, is last week and this week, I did gardening, landscaping, yard work, whatever you want to call it, without my phone and without my Apple Watch on. You did. And I was like, living in a I distraction-free world. watch out to you, babe. Uh, and then I was like, no. no, I didn't want it. Yeah. Because I've noticed that not wearing a watch, not having my phone on, or a phone in my pocket rather, it, I lost track of time. And it hmm. made me think, I wonder how much of my day do I give away 
by doing things like checking notifications or responding to text or thinking I'm bored and scratching that itch by distracting myself. Mm-hmm. And But today, like, I didn't know what time it was. And rather than that being alarming, it was quite nice. I just let the day carry me along. And I stopped when I was tired or hungry. And I, you know, got a snack and got a refreshment. I started work when I did. And we just made progress and decided to stop when we wanted to. It wasn't, you know, we're quite highly structured in our life and having a saturday where i didn't do that like i I really really loved it and the other thing i thought about is like landscaping is an activity that's very wholesome i don't mean wholesome in terms of like morality i mean wholesome in that it takes the whole of you to engage in the process Mm -hmm. and you know like my whole no pun intended my 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 sole focus today I kind of lost track of the fact that uh, it was roasting hot, I'm near passing out, I'm sweating, I'm really tired, I'm really filthy, and I'm just doing this thing, and all of the cares of my world fade away, and I'm just left with a manageable task that's going to take a couple hours, but then I can get it done. Mm-hmm. I know, they weren't as profound as yours, but... Well, I have one extra one. Look at you! Come it's on, extra bonus credit! One. We have two trees, two apple trees in the we backyard. Do. They're, they're Chinese crab apples, if well, I'm not mistaken. What's funny is the lady, when we bought the house, she said they were Fuji apple trees. And I was like, oh, like Fuji apples are great, you know. Uh, but they've never grown apples. And we've been here for, what, five years, six years, six years. Yep. And uh, they've, so and as far as I'm concerned, the apple trees have got to go. Like, I just want to rip those things out and have done with it. They're not, they're not bearing fruit. And... We gave it a chance to bear fruit. And they're kind of ugly. It, and then, as it turns out, uh, it's not even going to be f- fruit. If it did bear fruit, it's not even fruit you can eat. I mean, it's just, what a waste. So, it's stealing soil and nutrients from things that I do want to grow. So, I want those ripped out. What was your lesson? Well, my lesson was, I think sometimes we keep trying to feed something, keep trying to... Because like, for two or three years, I sprayed those trees with some sort of weird oil and you know all this stuff because people are like do this and it'll help the leaves and do that and you know so did all these things and uh you know at some point you have to just realize this is actually not bearing fruit it's not doing what it's supposed to be doing right and so it's actually taking time away from something else it's taking soil or nutrients away from something else and so it's time to call a spade a spade and say all right, this thing is is not staying. And that it, was my thought. The saying might be, it's time to call a crab apple tree a crab apple tree yeah. and not a Fuji apple tree That's and rip right. it out. That's right. That's the expression. Yeah. it's it's It sounds better in Chinese. <laughs> so there you go. More lessons from landscaping. There you go. Um, I did love that one of our podcast listeners this week sent me photos of he and his wife doing landscaping and they were saying they're inspired by our podcast so thank you chris and amanda for that that was fun <laughs> watching you work um aj jones if people want to get show notes for this week's episode where might they go ellen and aj.com slash 280 <laughs> you're right i was yawning <laughs> That was supposed to be my voice, was it? And if people want to become members of the show? They go to com slash join. And it's fast approaching the time when applications for the School of Supernatural Life, which happens both in person on campus here in Franklin, Tennessee Mm -hmm. at Grace Center, or from the comfort of your home via our online option, our applications for the school close on July 
15th. July 15th. So we're coming up. Um, I would super encourage you to pray about, is the Lord asking you to set aside some time to add value to your life. I love the school. And it's not just because I'm one of the co-founders and one of the <laughs> key teachers on it, but I love the transformation I see in the lives of our students. Yes, yeah, And I just love it's having a concentrated amount of time to pour into students and watch real transformation take place. If you would like more information about the school, if you would go to gracecenter.us slash school, you can learn all about it. Or you can shoot us an email at school at gracecenter.us. Edgy Jones, any parting wisdom for our friends? No. I think you sleep well after you've worked hard. That's my parting wisdom. Well, that's what I hope. But for now, we are praying that you have an incredible week filled with goodness, filled with laughter. And we'll hope to be back in your years this time next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Faith. Life, communication, tacos and video games, paleo donuts and the kindness of God are things we deal with every day. From Franklin, Tennessee, they are just like you and me. Alan and AJ, keeping up with the Joneses, keeping up with If you are a human being, there's something here for everyone.